Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In just a matter of days, one of the most highly anticipated middleweight title fights for the UFC takes place when champion Israel Adesonia takes on Alex Pereira in the main event for all the bragging rights, for the belt, and for a whole lot more. And here to talk about it is my next guest, the champ himself. Here he is. How are you? Very well, my man. Good Haven't see seen you. you in a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think last night I was in New York in the, um, the old studio. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I also saw you after you beat Brunson at the press. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but, I meant uh, like, like this. I've just gotten grayer and more pathetic. You yeah. look even better. So you um, had your kid as well, three. I remember she was pregnant at the time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And now she's a wonderful kid, but yeah. uh, I'm tired as fuck. <laughs> That's where the grays come from. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really old. How are you feeling now that you're in the, are you, um, you've, done, you've done the New York thing, but you're not in New York City. We're outside of it. How has this whole environment been? Beautiful. Um, if you look outside, it's just fall season, the leaves are falling, you see deer um, and wildlife everywhere, but um, it's just a vibe because I remember 2.30 was cool to be at the fighter hotel in the midst of everything. I've experienced that now, so I feel like I'm on a new level where I don't need to be in the noise of the city, so I'd rather remove myself from all that and, you know, enjoy the bliss of nature. Any issues, like, given the travel with the weight cut? Nah, easy. Oh, you can ask Jordy, my weight's phenomenal right now. Like ahead of schedule. But you look bigger than I remember you so being. So you saw me when I came downstairs before, when I just woke up. Yeah. And I'm, I'm cutting weight. And you say I look bigger. Yeah. Trust me. Like, before I started cutting weight, I was brolic, man. <laughs> brolic. Is it, is it a conscious effort to yeah. bulk? Uh, my boy, Abiola AB from Base Benefit. I got him to, even when I went to Canada, when I was on holiday, you know, I brought him along just so I could keep training. Because I wanted to build the, the building blocks for this camp. I knew what was coming, so I was like, I need to be stronger. I need to be, I'm already strong. Everyone that I fight, you can ask them all, Brunson, Whitaker, whoever, they'll tell you, oh, he's stronger than he looks. It's the frame, it's the leverage. But um, yeah, for this camp, I wanted to take it to another level, and I did, I successfully did, or he did actually. So shout out to AB for that. And bringing the whole team here, how many people do you have with you here? In this house, I think 26, 25, how many, Tim? More, up more. Oh, well, we got the second wave yesterday, actually. The second uh, platoon, if you will. So maybe like over 30 now. Why'd you do it this way? Because obviously there's four of you on the card, but this is its own little, this little city here. Mm. It's a little New Zealand in here, a little yeah, Auckland. With the flag and everything. Yeah, yeah. Why did you do it this way? I mean, I guess getting away from the city, but yeah. I mean, the you, you brought New Zealand here, yeah, essentially. Pretty much. Uh, initially, when it was just my, like me on the card, I was like, okay, it's, it's going to be maybe less than 10 people. Like, for me, I wanted it to be soldiers only. That was my, that's been my, like, motto for this fight, soldiers only. And then 
Dan got added to the card, Brad got added, Carlos got added, and I was like, hmm, okay, let me just bring the people who really help us in the gym. You know, there's a lot more people as well, so shout out to those who really help us in the gym. We love you, you know, our 9 a.m. squad, but um, I wanted to bring as much bodies as I can just to really make this like a fortress of war, you know what I mean? Like, you see, when, tomorrow when we roll to the city, it's going to be something special. I've never had like a, a mob before when I roll. We don't need one. But I like the fact that there's four of us on this card and I wanted it to feel like war. I wanted it to feel like, initially when it was just me, like the way me and Eugene went to Brazil to storm that guy's castle, you know, and then come back with a lot of money. But yeah, I wanted it to feel like a fortress of war this time. What's the vibe in the house like? Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, um, I, I started doing this in Houston, I believe, for the um, Vittori Part 2 fight. And then after that, then we were in, um, uh, what was the last one? Fuck, it's so many. Vegas? Yeah, Vegas, the last one. And then now this one. So I just realized I, I don't like staying at the fighter hotel. <laughs> you get mobbed now? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I know what they do. They see, they know their tricks. And I see them with their kids because they know I won't say no to kids. And they bring <laughs> gifts. And I'm like, I already have that one. Because someone gave me a gift once on Embedded. So they think that's how you get to me. And I'm, I know what they do with these things. Like, no one needs 20 signed fucking posters of me. So I know the hustle. What is life like for you now in New Zealand? In New Zealand, um, can you can you, can you yeah. go about your day normally? Honestly, I can, and I still do. But when I go to events or if I go like out, um, I definitely have my my you know my watchers with me just because people. And sometimes it's you know New Zealand. Some people some people think oh it's overkill. Like ah, this guy just thinks he's the man. But and I feel that a little bit in the beginning. But as soon as I'm out, I'm quickly reminded why I need my security with me. Like quickly reminded. Because if I don't have them, I won't enjoy what I'm doing. I won't enjoy my drinks with my friends. I won't enjoy my dinners. And it's because people are stupid. And they have no uh, manners and respect when they see someone they think is a celebrity, which I'm not. But, yeah, it's all good, though. You're not a celebrity? Uh, I don't like to use that term with myself because I feel like I actually do something to earn my status. I'm a fighter, and I'm just famous for it. It's a celebrated figure. Mm -hmm. uh, you wouldn't say you're a celebrated figure? Yeah, I, I could say that, yeah. But, I, but the, the I, word I celebrity, celebrity is like just Hollywood. I don't know. I'm a little Hollywood now, but not crazy. <laughs> I try and remove myself from that world right now. But um, later on, I'll tap in. I want to talk about New Zealand for just a second. Yeah, for a reason that during the pandemic... I just want to say, first of all, I thank you. I like, I like these interviews. I've missed these. Yeah, dude, I'm yeah. sorry. I would, I would love to do more, but it's yeah. been a weird time since I know, yeah. My job changed and there was a pandemic. Yeah. Oh, no, but this is cool. Yeah. yeah the chess pieces are a little oh. dramatic. <laughs> I love it. By the way, hey, the, the production crew did it. It wasn't me or Izzy. The production crew did it. Hey, it makes uh, sense. But let's talk about New Zealand for just a second, because during that time there was this situation you had with the gym where you guys were trying to get in. The, the, the COVID system that they had there, I forget the name of it, it no longer is MIQ. in place. MIQ. It's yeah. no longer in place, so it's not really all that relevant. I wonder why. Um, well, it was funny. I, actually, the All Blacks played in D.C., and there were Kiwi fans there saying, get rid of the MIQ system because we want to go home. Yeah. Um, so I could tell that it was rubbing some I had some horror way. stories. Some, I've heard some horror stories, man. It's a quick one. When I was in my third MIQ, I did four of them, so that's two weeks isolated in a hotel. When I was in my third one, there was a woman with um, a kid with, I think, cerebral palsy, a teenager on a, on, a, on a wheelchair, and there was one time her kid had a seizure in the smoking area, or not the smoking area, in the outdoor area, and one of the, the guards helped the kid or helped the mother. He got put in quarantine for two days for helping because he didn't have, what, his full hazmat 
fucking kid on. So I'm like, a kid's having a seizure, a mother's distressed, crying. Give me a second, I'm just gonna go. Sorry, two seconds. Right. Just hold on, hang on, hang on. Like, for me, I'm like, is that really the right thing to do? Put him, it felt like more like a punishment because he didn't follow protocol rather than some kind of pre precaution for safety. And I'm, that was the one that really bothered me. And talking to her as well, I could see it was getting to her and the kid because trying to have a teenager you know, entertained um, in a hotel room is for two weeks. Yeah, it was horrible. I can imagine. That's it, one of the horror stories. Yeah. I don't want to too much. I've heard, I've heard some yeah. other ones that weren't so great, but I guess yeah. it kind of soured you a little bit because the All Blacks, the rugby team aforementioned, they were able to get these exemptions to come in and Not out of the Not just them, even the Indian cricket team got like, I think 70 rooms, something crazy. They had their own area to train. Uh, the netball team, because the All Blacks are the most famous, so they always get put on the spotlight. But it wasn't just them, and it wasn't their fault, because I, I like those guys. Shout out to Richie Moanga, my boys. Um, but um, yeah, it's just the, 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 the bureaucrats in the system finally showed their true colors. They showed their true colors of who they are. Like when we're on top and we're, you know, number one gym in the world, they want to be like, yeah, we're all Kiwis. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, we support these guys. We've never been government funded. They've never offered us anything. We did this all ourselves off our own backs with the support of the people around us, core people around us. But then when it was time to turn around and bite us and try and shut us down, they did shut down our gym, which I trained for Costa. Excuse me. Excuse me. Standard. I, I gotta tell you, I've interviewed you several times. Yeah. You always get one burp with Izzy. It always. happens. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Costa, we had a training camp in the gym, our own bubble. That was fine. And then when it was time for the next dance fight, they moved the goalposts, literally. And I was like, well, we've done this before. And now you're letting these other teams have their own facility to train in. Why are you doing this to us? And for me, I had a built-in excuse. I know they don't like me. They don't like the way I'm braggadocious sometimes the way I speak my mind but when they did this to Dan I'm like bro this guy literally wears the flag on his back as he walks out he puts the country on the fucking map he's one of the first to pave the way for guys like me you know like a Kiwi born guy in the UFC and this is how you treat him this is how you and that really like that really cut me man that really bothered me really bothered me so for me I was and still to this day he's got kids too correct he's got a, yeah he's got a kid and a wife and I'm like bro you guys are camping your journey like do you have better shit to do than camp outside his gym to take photos to write salacious articles so for me I'm like nah fuck that you guys they 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 struck me wrong with that one so and they don't need me they've got yachting and rugby cricket whatever but I'm like you'll never see millions of dollars coming to the economy from my work I'd rather give that to Australia what kind of response did you get in New Zealand when you declared that that was a thing you were doing? Eugene wasn't too happy about it because it said, like, look, you're, you're making other people suffer. You're making the, the, the true fans suffer, the ones who, you know, they never get the opportunity to see you. I'm like, I can see where it's coming from. So he, he had a word to me about it, and I was like, mm, I could be persuaded. But for me, I, and I know these guys will never apologize. They'll never own up to what they did, you know. The prime minister would never, even her, when, when she got asked about it. And we read body language. Involuntary body response, she went, well, I, I actually, I was just like, you sly little minx. Like, they, the face, the, the face they put on to what they really mean. So she, she let us know what she thought of us. And for me, I just felt like, yeah, that's cool. You, you stay on that side, we'll stay on this side. Yeah, but I, we do this for the people who really care about it. I was going to say, you have the flag here. Yeah. You've been talking about NZ this yeah. whole week. It's, Fuck those cunts. They're, they're so old. it seems they're, like you are still representing New Zealand, but not through the government in any nah, kind of capacity. Nah, no. It's not those guys we're representing. We're representing the people, the people who really support us, the people who, you know, uh, pay to watch our fights, the people who've been coming to the local shows, the people who really give a fuck about what we're doing. 
to represent the country because we're honestly like some of the best athletes in the world, some of the best athletes in the country. I still maintain, you know, I'm bigger than the All Blacks worldwide. Not in New Zealand before you start clickbaiting me, Harold, <laughs> fucking little cunts. But um, yeah, worldwide, I, I walk around the street, people know who I am. So yeah, I'm not local, I'm global. And yeah, if you fuck with me, you fuck with me. All right, well, let's talk about global. Let's talk about Alex uh, Pereira, all right? Now, you know me. I don't come to these interviews to talk too much about headlines. I like yeah. to talk about the fights themselves. I like to talk about everything. All right, very good. Um, what are you up against in Alex Pereira? When you size him up, tell me what you feel like you're facing here. That's a good question. What do I feel like I'm facing? When I size him, I haven't seen him yet this fight week. I can't wait I see him. When I size him up, um, a really good kickboxer with some good, I guess, grappling defense. Because I've seen in the Bruno Silva fight in his first UFC debut, he, you know, he did the right things that I do as well to get <laughs> to get up and get back to the to the game that he's good at. Um, and lately, just he's getting confident. I'll say that he's getting confident. Yeah. You know what's interesting is if you watch the f well the second fight you had with him. Yeah. Um, people want to go back and make a lot of declarations about it, but like I gotta tell you, his he he isn't the same guy, right? Like he holds his hands in a very different oh, position. Yep. He was more here. Yes, but now he, he's here. Yeah, he only goes back to here when you put it on him. His defense, he's got head movement, but once he gets tired, I can say it because I know he's gonna gas. Once he gets tired, he reverts back to his way of of doing things. But in the beginning, when he's fresh, he's here. You know, he has that bounce, a little bit of a step, like a little hip faint type step thing. Um, not like mine, but he'll get you thinking about the legs. Fast leg kicks, um, sneaky jab, good jab to the body. Yeah. Switch the scissors knee. He, yeah. he likes that. Switch, yeah, but I mean, come on, man. I see that shit coming from him. Watch his debut. I called it probably like 10 seconds before it happened. I was like, watch this. He's going to get up now and then a knee right up the middle. Yeah, and then boom, he did it. So it, not in terms of what you take from it emotionally, I don't mean that, yeah. but in terms of what you can actually take strategically, in terms of what you can actually take from bits and pieces that are relevant to this contest, yeah. to what extent are the first and second fights at all relevant for this one, in your mind? At all relevant? Are they relevant? In that particular context? Mm, Skills-wise, not emotional-wise. Skills-wise, a little bit. I don't bang too much on it, because we've both evolved. We've both evolved, and also that was kickboxing. The gloves were different. My frame was different. I watched. Yeah. I watched the, much thinner. Yeah, I watched the first fight. I was hitting them with some shots, and I'm like, you know, he's eating them. It was eating them. Second fight, he didn't eat them so well. He almost got put away. Mm. It's different this time. It's been five years, bro. I've 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 evolved, and so has he. But this is a different game. This is mixed martial arts. The gloves are different. Trust me, people might say I don't have any power still because people are people and people are stupid. But when I crack him, when I crack him this time, it's different. And he's going to try and crack me as well, but would I let him? That's the, that's the question. Will I let him crack me? Yeah. How much of a difference is the fact that the octagon is vastly more spacious uh, than, a, than four right angles, I, essentially? I didn't even think about that. <laughs> no? I didn't even, actually didn't factor that. They put me in the fucking kickboxing ring that was smaller than that side of the room yeah. and I was still able to use footwork to get out of you know dodge um multiple times not just with him multiple opponents as well so I well, yeah I have space now to work so I can run around 
You know, it's funny. I one time, <laughs> you've been doing that all week, the run around bit. What is that about? Because you got accused of running. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, people are stupid again. People are stupid. It's a quote. I actually saved it. Einstein said this. Hold up. I saved it last night because I, I found it. Fake point. news. Did you find this on the internet? Is it? Uh, I swear to God, this is this is Einstein's. I've heard it before. Two things are infinite: the universe and human stupidity. And I'm not sure about the universe. <laughs> that that is funny. I was like, yeah, human stupidity. Because yeah, it's it's so crazy. And people still say, you know, I think it's just, you know, people are stupid. And I've just I've accepted that now. People are stupid. So. I can't fight stupid. <laughs> I'll come back to this, but I want yeah. to stick with Pereira for just a second. But yeah. uh, the big left hook is what he gets known for. Mm. Do you think this is an oversold weapon? Or like, in other words, when you think about his weapons, yes, of course, you have to worry about the left hook. But it sounds like you've got other things in mind that you're watching out for. Of course. Um, he's got a nice, a nice sneaky backhand. Like when he misses the left hook, pop, he throws. Because he, he, he doesn't overturn in the beginning when he's fresh. He throws a left hook, his core is tough, it's tight, so he's able to come back with a backhand. Later on when it's labored, then he overthrows, and then he, um, he misses. But um, also his jab, he's got a sneaky jab. But the thing is, the guys have been fighting there, shit footwork. They just stand right there. They were right there in front of him to get hit. Even when you see the Bruno Silva fight, Bruno was literally just right there, getting teed off on. So it looks cool. It looks like, oh, he's doing a lot of work, but I'm like, and he is. He is doing a lot of work, but he's doing it on someone who doesn't fight like me. I spoke to Ryan Hall. He's actually native to my Ryan area. Hall. Yeah, on the way. Yeah, and he was, I was asking him, like, since you've got to MMA, he made a point about jiu-jitsu and MMA, which was if you go to a jiu-jitsu competition, the only way the other person can beat you is with jiu-jitsu. But, of course, in MMA, they don't have any obligation to use it. You have to force it on them. And I asked him, did that make your jiu-jitsu better? He actually said, no, it made it worse. Um, that he, it made it different. His pure jiu-jitsu he's talking about. His pure jiu-jitsu. It didn't okay. make it as good anymore. It just made it different. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about your kickboxing? since the five years or plus or whatever it's been at this point. Have you, have you made it different, better, worse? How do you feel better. about that shift? I honestly, I've said this from the get-go. Even when I was kickboxing, um, when I fought for the world title, I've always said my striking is best suited for MMA. I've always known this because MMA is what I wanted to do. I saw Anderson Silva at UFC 90, 90, and I was like, yo, when I saw him live, I can, I can really do this. And I've always tried to do some things to model him and certain other guys as well, even like back then, like Tiago Alves, his leg kicks, things like that. But I always knew my striking was best suited for MMA because of the way I throw and because of my frame. Um, a lot of these guys, they have that Dutch style or that, you know, really hard fight fire, fire or fight earth with earth type style where it's who's the toughest. Ba ba, and then shell up. Ba ba ba, boom boom, da da da. And I was like, nah, that's not my style to fight. And that's how he still kind of fights when he reverts back to his old ways. But yeah, I've always maintained my, my striking is better with MMA, and I've proved it time and time again. It's just that much better. Gabriel Varga, you were with him and Glory at the same time. Um, name. Oh yeah, I remember him. He's, he's a Canadian, Canadian guy. He's a yeah, Canadian yeah, guy. Yeah. Much lower weight class than you. I think yeah, we're around five, something yeah, like that. Featherweight. Yeah, I remember him. Um, he made a video about you guys. By the yeah. way, on the record, he predicted you would win, for yeah. whatever that is worth. But he was talking about your style transitioning and his style transitioning. And again, he has made some changes. He's not exactly the same. But yeah. what he mentioned was that your evasion. Even he's low. He's low. You know yeah. why? To stop the shot. Right. His hands are the here hands because are here, yeah. yeah, he's, he's going to stop the shot. That's why. But also, it's sneaky. Yeah. But he made the point that your evasion style mm -hmm. um, is actually better suited for MMA. 
Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that the evasion way you move, yeah. that works much better in MMA than it does in kickboxing? Yes, 100%. 100%. Kickboxing, I, I could get away with it, um, but I just feel like with MMA, even with the gloves being so small, it's, I can feel I can feel where they go. It's, it's, it's a sense. It's a sense of something you can just understand. Your reflexes, your eyes, you know. Um, but yeah, much better in MMA. And also, do you feel like combination work isn't as heavy in MMA? I don't do it as much. Last time I, I can feel like I threw was maybe a little bit on Costa. Costa, yeah. And um, Jan threw some nice combos on them. Um, everyone else just made it really difficult because, again, it takes two to tango. And I'll take, I'm like, I'm trying to fight. If people are trying to fight but then they want to defensively survive, that's up to them, you know. But um, it made it hard to, I guess, really pin them down. And uh, I'm not really a combination guy anyway unless I know I'm going to take you out. Then I start to like, you know, run the numbers. Right. Um, is it is it weird talking about these fights all over again? Ah. Because you've had such a decorated career and you've been undefeated. Certainly middleweight. There was the one Blahovic yeah. fight, but that was a close fight. Um, but you have to go over these losses. I, I wonder, like, does that stir weird emotions? I've done so much emotional work on myself over the last, I think, since COVID started. Because you know that was crazy times. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, I had some personal shit I had to deal with, so I did a lot of work on myself internally to the point where, you know, I'm human, so there's levels of things that might affect me, but this is nothing. This is not in my... I have the bandwidth for this, put it that way. Did you see a therapist or a sports yeah. psychologist? Well, she doesn't like to call herself a therapist. She's more, she calls herself a PM, a possibility manager. <laughs> and yeah, it was cool just to get a lot of tools, a lot of tools from, from her that I can use in my life and perspective perspective on myself and on the world around me as well. This is asking a lot, yeah, but would you be able to share any like one detail? The best one I got from her was don't react, respond. And I've seen that so many times, time and time and time again, even in the news and us, um, a lot of things like, like example, the George Floyd thing when it happened it, it caused the whole world to react because what the fuck, you saw a video of a guy getting killed with, with, by a cop who's supposed to protect and serve. So it made me react, but then eventually now when I, you know, the BLM movement, uh, not the movement, the company got started off that, but then eventually there's a point when I saw things happening that I was like, okay, let me take a step back and have a look and let me see. So now whenever things happen in the news, I don't straight away go to Twitter or like Instagram and oh, let me do that, because people react. You will see me, I'll take my time and I'll assess how I feel about this, not what the world's trying to tell me to feel about this. How do I feel? And then eventually I'll respond. I'll respond to what's happening. So same thing in my personal life. You see Pereira, he's been doing it all week. Or fuck no, all week. Weeks. He's been doing it trying to like. And I'm just like, well, he has bragging rights. He can talk shit. Let him talk shit. I'm not going to react. But I said I will respond. And I'll respond violently. Mm. Has he said anything weird? He, he, he said one thing into, in a, to a, port, uh, it was a Brazilian uh, mm -hmm. podcast through MMA Fighting. Tell me where he had, I, actually I have the quote if I may, let me pull yes, this out. So he, he, this was like one of those ones where it's like, obviously, you know, fighters are gonna say things to themselves to center themselves for any kind of opportunity, but here's what he wrote, or what he said, and this is translated into English, so take that for what it's worth. Quote, right after it was announced that my next fight would be for the belt against him, so I think this is post Strickland, mm -hmm. he and his whole team said it was a bit unfair that I was fighting for the belt because I just got here, that Adesanya, excuse me, I'm yeah, trying, trying well. to get it right, Easy. did so many fights and I should do the same. Man, I'm just hearing that and taking it as something positive for me. That shows me he pretended he wanted to fight me and when I got here, his whole team was against it. That shows all of them, he and his team are mentally shook. Never said that. 
After I, I said he's the next. I mean, after the Strickland fight, I believe so. I already knew he was. I said he was next, and I said he still doesn't deserve. Deserve is a subjective word. People like to say deserve this. People deserve that. Fuck deserve. Did you earn? What have you done to earn your spot? I still don't think he's earned the spot enough, but I welcomed it because why? He's fresh at this. I want to. Sh- I want to welcome him and I want to expose him at this before everyone else did. If he had the the run I had, if he had to go through the people I went through, he would have got exposed fucking three fights ago. Like two fights with Whitaker, it, yeah. two fights with Vittori. Not, not even before that. Like the run with fucking what's his name, Vittori early on. Tavares, yeah, Tavares. Oh, he would have got exposed. You know, he would have beat some of those guys definitely, but he would have got exposed along the way. Um, but yeah, I I never said I didn't want the fight. I called him out. I said I want the fight, but I'm just saying that as it is, he doesn't earn the spot. Yeah, he hasn't earned it. The, if my math is correct, it'll be since he signed with UFC really since the first fight, it'll be 371 days. Mm. And then he got a title shot. So really just a year and some change. That is pretty quick. I did it. How long did I do it? You pretty fought a fast. bunch of times, though. Yeah, you, I It wasn't a long times. time span, but you were constantly five fighting. times in a year and a day. And then I got my title shot. Yeah, so it was 360 something. It would be a little bit more than his, but yeah. But I had a more impressive run, put it that way. It seems like obviously the UFC was like trying to fast track it a little bit. And he did beat... Uh, also, I cleared the way for him because I cleared the division. So it was like a clear path right to me. So you've had like, you've been eyeballing this fight for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once he got in the UFC, I knew it was going to happen. As soon as he got in the UFC, so I was like, all right, bet. I know this fight's going to happen. Now, before that, he wasn't in the UFC. Wasn't even on my radar. Never watched. I only found out the other day that he was a two-weight world champion in kickboxing. I was like, oh, cool. You didn't know? Nah, I didn't know. I didn't care. I never followed his career. But I bet you every fight I fought... From my UFC debut, he started posting that. After my UFC debut, he posted a knockout. And then after my next fight, he posted a knockout. Then I posted in my third fight in the UFC Tavares. He posted it again, trying to make fun of me. And then people were like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you're kind of a dickhead for doing this. And then now he's made it this far. So good on him. Good on him for coming this far. So here's the part I don't quite understand. On the one hand, you seem like quite emotionally centered about it, which I think you have to be. Yeah. On the other hand, I have heard you say it's personal. It is. Okay, but those seem, they seem like contradictions. Yeah. So, so thread that needle for me. It's called duality. There's no black. Like full metal jacket, the duality of man? Yeah, exactly. The duality of man. There's no black or white. There's always a big gray area. So humans have a complex, you know, you can be complex in so many ways and vast emotions. But I am, um, yeah, I'm able to, I know right now I can't get emotional about it. What am I going to do? Like, it's not going to serve me in any way to get emotional about it. And again, I let this go a long time ago. I even said to Homeboy, like, the, the knockout never annoyed me when I watched it, when I watched it back. What annoyed me was round two. I didn't stay true to my style. You know me. You know my style. I didn't stay true to my style, the way I pick people apart when I hurt them. Even when I call fights, I see people headhunting. I'm like, yo, go to the body, go to the leg. I varied my attacks a little bit with him, but not enough where I was just trying to take him out. I was literally trying to take him out, and I don't like that about my style. So that's what annoyed me. That's what really, like, got to me, like, fuck. Why didn't I stay true to my style, you know? But, yeah, I've let that go. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not holding on to anything that doesn't serve me. Even doesn't serve him. He can hold on to that knockout, cause, but it's not going to serve him when, it, when it's Saturday night. It's not going to serve him. To push back on that a little bit, the, I, the, knowing he has knocked you out, you don't think that would serve him? It seems like that would lift him a little bit. It's not going to serve him in the reality of things when me and him are locked in the cage. It's not going to serve him because once we start moving, once he starts throwing and hitting fresh air, it's not going to, what's that going to do for him? You mentioned something that I've picked up on that I'm kind of curious about, which is that you think he's going to gas. Now, I don't know, if you haven't paid attention, then maybe you didn't see it. Did you see his last fight in kickboxing? Artem Vakitov, the rematch? 
Five round no, glory fight? Nah, I didn't. I've never watched his kickboxing. He, he, I know that. I know the guy was a light heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. Vakatov is very good. Uh, he lost the first two rounds. Vakatov did, mm-hmm. and then stormed back the last three. And by the fifth, it was still kind of close. It was a bit of a ho-hum affair. I don't know. He seemed uh, Pereira. Pereira did like a little languid. I don't know what the word would be. He just didn't seem what just quite. La- what does languid mean? Like yeah, it, labored. Just, no, I mean, everything was loose. Everything was loose. It didn't seem as quite as dialed in as he was in the first well, round. Yeah. And uh, it almost like he seemed like he punted on it. I'm wondering, like, if you're saying you didn't see that fight, then I guess it didn't play a role. But So then tell me what you have seen that makes you think that the longer this goes, the more decisive you are. It's not about him. It's about me. I know where I can go. I know where I can go. Ah, I was going to say, but... Like yesterday, I, I, I literally thought we finished... Uh, I thought we had one more round when we're doing our work. And they were like, no, we're done. Tim's nodding in agreement right now. I literally thought we had one more round. And then they had to convince me by telling me the rounds I did to let me know that we finished. And I was like, oh. I was like, okay, sweet. Like, I know where I'm at right now. It's not about him. It's about me. I know where I'm at right now. And I know me. So there's not, like, this fight's already sold. If not, and I would have been talking so much shit and whatnot if I'd never fought him before. And I would have probably played the tactic a little different. But like I said, this guy's already beaten me. He's beaten me in the past in a different code in kickboxing. So it'd be stupid of me to come in here and try and like intimidate him. I know he doesn't get intimidated easily. Neither does it, neither do I. So it'd be stupid of him to try all this tactics he's doing to try and get at me. I find it funny because I'm like, you think I'm really going to give a fuck about you doing, I don't know, some tennis ball mimicry? Ask Costa how that went for him, making skits about me. And I'm in the sense like Jordan, I take that personally. Yeah, I take that personally, but... The Gary Payton thing? Exactly, but not right now. Like, there's nothing I can do right now. I'm just chilling. I can just do what I can do right now. I'm going to work, cut this weight, rehydrate, and then, yeah, when it's time to express, I'll express. All right, so let me combine two things here that I think are happening at once. Mm. One is that you've got this rivalry with this guy, and that has its own set of uh, parameters. The other one is that you had a bit of backlash after the Cannoneer fight, which I'm sure you're fully aware of. Mm-hmm. And it almost seems like there is a portion of the community that is using Pereira as like an avatar for wanting to get back at you or to make you lose or something along those lines. Do you feel that he is either inadvertently or advertently serving as that kind of role? I think he's got a lot of new fans and it's just a lot of people who don't want me to, you know, to be where I'm at. So they're like his suddenly they have Pereira fans and oh my god, he's the greatest and they watch a few highlights. We're in the TikTok generation, Luke, you know. These guys don't have the attention span even more than a goldfish. They just move on to the next thing. So I know for a fact none of these cunts fucking sat down and watched the first fight and sat down and watched the second fight or even any of my kickboxing. They watch highlights. And they see the highlights and think, oh, and they get sold. Same thing happened with Whitaker. Same thing happened with Costa. All these guys, they just think, like, this is the guy. And then once I, sorry, and then once I take care of this guy, what are they going to say after that? They'll find something else to say. They'll say, oh, he's on steroids, or he did this, he did that. You know, they'll find something else to say. They always do. All right, so one of the things that I, it's not that I endorse the criticism, because I don't, I don't, like, one of the the things they say they don't, I don't really agree with. Mm. But there is something I have noticed. Right, you've been fighting in UFC a number of times, right? You've been there for years at this point. And some of your fights have gone the full, many of your fights have gone the full distance. In fact, I think that the last three or four have all gone the full distance. Mm. There's a lot of tape on you. There's just a lot of tape on you. It seemed to me, from what I could tell from the Cannoneer fight, was he couldn't get over the hump 
to launch any meaningful offense. Mm. But even you have acknowledged that MMA Lab had that guy ready. Yeah. And so your peers, I'm not going to say have fully caught up with you because I don't think that's true. Hear me out. Hear me out. Let me get the question out. But they have defensively found a comfortable place to survive. Yeah. Right? And, but that does create a bit of a stall-out effect for the fans watching. Is this an accurate assessment in your mind? I think so. And that's why I, I've changed a lot of... Um... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A lot of my, uh, let me find a way to put this without giving anything away. Uh, I've changed the way I move the board, the chess pieces on the board, put it that way. Like what did you say, Gary Kasparov? Kasparov, yeah. Yeah. He's got that move. I've found my own moves that I can use to surprise them where they're like, what the fuck is this? So yeah, I've, I, and this is why I'm 33. I'm still learning in this game. A lot of things are still, even to me, I'm surprising myself in this camp. I'm surprising myself with the work that I'm getting out of myself. So yeah, I've got my own moves. I know how to move, yeah. How do you stay so injury free, by the way? I gotta say, it's one of the more remarkable things that never gets discussed. That you're able to be this—it's just—it's just bizarre. Because you know, it's so funny. We were in Arizona like two weeks ago for the Jake Paul fight, and like you talked to—we talked to Uriah Hall, and he was like, "Oh my God! Like the injury load is so much less training boxing. It's just hard to train MMA." MMA—that's the thing. People forget there's so many facets of martial arts you have to learn. Even for this camp, I had to pick and choose. Like, what am I going to give my attention to? Because you only have so much time in a day, you know, and there's only so much I can do. So I had to pick and choose and my coaches as well, um, what we can put our attention to that will really benefit us for this fight. Why do you think, um, or actually you tell me how you think you're understood, mm. but why do you think there is a portion of the fan base that doesn't understand you in the way you'd like to be understood? Because they're stupid. <laughs> that's, that's a very simple explanation. Is it the Okay, well, one? I'll put it this way. Okay, it is, but that's, that's the generic way. But thing is, they have not done the work that we have. They have not done the work that you have. You, you're a guy who studies the game the intricacies of the game. You're a guy who studies, you know, um, outside footwork control, um, the range finders, you know, what kind of pros this guy's using, um, level changes. We study this shit. So someone who's watching me fight, even me when I was watching the Anderson Silva Jake Paul fight, I was impressed with Jake, but I was fucking just nostalgic watching Anderson like, fuck, this is cool. Like, yes, yeah, I see Floyd Mayweather on Instagram hitting the, the pads and I'm just like, I'm excited because he's a master of what he does and still seeing him move. It's beautiful to me, that's art. You know, so people aren't really appreciative of art. Um, yeah, a lot of these people are just too drunk. You know, they they at the fights by 4 p.m., 5 p.m., they're there drinking. And by the time my fight comes around, ah, yeah, knock them out. Come on, man, stand them up, ref. Ah, knock them out. 
That's a pretty good American accent. I, <laughs> I know, but um, for me, I think, I say, yeah, they're stupid, but I just feel like they're not as educated on what we're doing, so we forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. So if I had to ask you who you're fighting for this weekend, you're going to say you first. Yeah, of course. Right? Me, I fight for myself. I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for my team and my close people. But for me, it's always me. Okay, so on the you part, are you fighting to close this chapter? Are you fighting to right a wrong? How do you, how do you characterize beating Pareto? What does that actually mean to you? In the arc of my story, this is like, you know, me and my anime and my storylines and whatnot. This is the arc of my story where I pretty much just close this chapter. And then he might resurrect and come back, but what is it, law number 15? Crush your enemies totally. You leave no amber, you leave no sign of life because they might come back for revenge. So he should have killed me in Brazil, but this time when I crush him, it's total. I know you won't tell me the answer, so I'm gonna ask it this way. Mm. Would knocking him out or a TKO stoppage be as equally satisfying as a stoppage you got from potentially wrestling him and then TKO ground and pound? Wrestling, that's interesting. Uh, Are those equally satisfying to you? Just fucking putting him in the ground, burying him. That's that's satisfying. Even if I decision him, let me see. I well, I guess what I mean to say is, yeah. is there a, is there a pride angle to this being like I can beat this guy with my kickboxing? Oh yeah, I mean I know I can. That doesn't know my ego doesn't know. No, actually no. If I, if I submit him, what about that? If he you know he gets rocked and he shoots, you know, and then becomes a wrestler and then oh shit, I snatch his neck and submit him, and. That's it. I'll be happy with that. I'll be very happy. Even if I beat him by decision, it's just I beat him. That's the main thing. First time he beat me by decision, I beat him. But the thing is, it's like we're on this level now. Um, we're on a level where he is only here because of me. There's no reason he should be here. He's blessed. He's building his whole career off my back. So I want to send him back. It's also weird where, like, uh, if you beat him, what is... What is there left at middleweight? Looked. I haven't looked. I don't want to look. I, I have a few guys I, I would like. Like, Sean, I want to whoop that guy just for fun. But he needs to show me something. Sean Strickland. Yeah. yeah. I want to destroy him just for fun. My own benefit. But um, apart from him. He's got very loud opinions. Yeah, I know. Very. <laughs> Stupidly. I, I respect him, though. He's a good fighter. I, res I respect him. He, you know, I like his coach very much. Not, not even, like, as a, as a fighter. I, like, I respect the fact he speaks his mind. I do as well. But I, I respect the fact he openly and stupidly sometimes speaks his mind. I can respect that. <laughs> uh, you would actually, I, I, so I have seen you in person, but we didn't have this interaction. I saw you at the UFC 276 presser, yep. where you were turning, turning around. You, I watched you yeah. uh, ice grill Pereira at that one. What was that about? I was just in the moment. I was in the moment at that time. Sometimes the beast can like poke its head out and I have to reel it back in like, nah, chill champ, chill. I feel that every fight camp uh, since probably, I started happening not a long time ago, but the most prominent one was the Costa fight, and I was really like practicing patience in that one because I was like, my body was ready to go, my mind was ready to go, and whenever I ran to Costa, like, the beast. Have you seen Split, the movie? Uh, oh, with uh, James McAvoy? Not recently. Yeah. Maybe on a plane one. He talks about the beast, and the beast will sometimes poke its head out enough to be like, yo, chill. I catch myself, and I'm just like, I can feel it. Just from the guts and your instincts, your body's just primed and ready for war. Because I don't do this shit for, like, for fun. I'm trying to, I'm going to war. So I have to sometimes just chill. It's not yet ready. 
It's not yet ready, not time. So is 205 still inevitable? Like if you beat him? I'll do it, yeah, I'll, eventually. But right now, I want to have a run at 185. So I'm just going to smoke everyone at 185 and then move up. Well, have you, uh, so, some of your uh, contenders in the division, I don't know if you paid attention, Hamza Chimaev likes his chances against you. Have you? He, talk, he, he likes his chances against everyone, so. He is a maniac. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you make of what he's been up to? Fucking, you look at 170, look at who he has to fight at 170. So focus on that first. Or just move up and he's not going to get a shot straight away. Fuck that. Not a one to five, no. Show yeah. me something. Yeah. Show me at least. I'm tired of this shit. Like people think they can just like, oh. I got a shot straight away at the, uh, at the 205 champ because I, I've shown people something. You know, but um, yeah. So he needs to show me something first. I don't know if you paid attention to made the headlines today or yesterday. Oh, no. Bo, Bo Nickel. Did you see his comments about what you? Say? I think he said something like it would be uh, basically impossible for you to not be submitted by him. Something along those lines. Okay. Same, same thing? Show you something? Everyone has an opinion, so he has a right to his opinion. It is weird that they're, not that those guys think that they can win, yeah. but it is weird that there's this lingering like, oh, all you have to do is take Izzy down kind of thing, right? No one has ever tried, because no one's <laughs> ever tried to take me down and submit me. It is, but it's this enduring kind of bizarre criticism yeah, a little that, bit, right? Yeah, it is. I think it is. And also, um, yeah, I think everyone just, I mean, I could say whatever I want to say about him as well. I actually gave him props. I was like, yeah, he's doing what he's doing, but I'd like to see more. He's only just got here, and I know he's a decorated wrestler, but this is not wrestling. This is MMA, and there's, there's ways to exploit wrestlers in MMA. Circling back to the fans for just a second, uh, or the, I should say MMA more broadly, the community, because it's not really just the fans. It's kind of everyone in between. It sounds like, from what I can tell, you've, if this is, you don't want to be any more famous than you already are. Like, this sounds to me like... I want to be richer. Richer. <laughs> right, but there's a, there's a difference between having a lot of money and being famous about yeah. it. It sounds like you have had enough of that. Like, fame. if this is all it ever is in terms of fame, you're good, it sounds like. Fine, yeah, I'm fine. But I've kind of accepted, though, because I, I used to have this in my head where I'm like, when I'm done with this game, you know, I'm going to fade away and this and that, and then no, people slowly know it will bother me and this. But I've kind of accepted that this is going to be my life forever, and I'm only going to keep going up because I'm only going to keep being me. I look at guys like, when I hang out with Mike Tyson, I see the way, and talking to him as well, I see the way his life is. He cannot go anywhere, anywhere without him being Mike Tyson. I'm not there yet. I'm not saying I'm even, you know, where he's at, but I know with what I'm doing in this game and the way I keep progressing, it's going to get to the point where it's, it gets like that. So I have to be, I have to be very cautious and very uh, aware that I can't, I can't shy away from it. I have to accept this is part of my life and just stand in my light. And so it sounds to me, uh, based on that, okay, let me ask it a slightly different way. Assuming everything goes your way on Saturday, what's, what's on the combat sports bucket list for you at this point? Like, I, I, it's, it's not that you couldn't get more wins. It's not that you couldn't like, rack up numbers. But I guess I'm just trying to wonder, in your mind, what remains unconquered? Obviously, Ox Pareda is a really big thing to, to figure yeah, out. I actually but. haven't looked past or even peeked. Normally, I peek at the future, see who's next. I did that the last three fights. I'm like, okay, I think I'll probably have to do Victoria or uh, Cannoneer. I peek. But this one, no peeking, no looking. I just straight focus on Pereira. That's it. He's the only guy in my, in my crosshairs right now. So, yeah, um, I'm not looking past him. What are the folks in New Zealand saying about this contest? I don't know. I haven't really been keeping my air to the streets. I've just literally nose down grinding. I've just been working. I haven't really, I don't even read the fucking news or anything like that because they don't really have anything nice to say. They always have some salacious article about someone. 
So, yeah, for me, I just literally focus on my own, I mind my own business, put it that way. I've been minding my business, yeah. Well, you're certainly minding your business in this uh, palatial yeah. estate. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, well, I, I will say that uh, this has been a wonderful conversation. I hope it's not another three and a half years before I talk to nah, you. Nah, dude, well, I don't think it would be. Yeah, when you, yeah, you reached out and I was like, yeah, I got to talk to Luke because I like, I like the fact, because even with my, my freestyle bender, when I give breakdowns, I hold back a lot. I don't get too deep because. I know you do. I know yeah. you do. I can see you do it. <laughs> so I, I know because Eugene even said like, fuck, you could piss in a cup and then watch. <laughs> He's, right. He's right. So he says like, stop talking. Cause he, and he told me this because he, as a coach, would watch that and then see, he would get a lot from that. He would get a lot from that. So he keep, pretty much just asked me, just, just keep it basic. Don't try and give too much away because you're giving away your intellectual property, our intellectual property. So... Yeah, that's why I hold back a lot. So when I get to talk to a guy like you, you know, I can just a little bit. Little, it's, it's, we can little, go deep on this fight, bro. We can really go deep on this fight. And those who know, who've been watching my work, man, I, I say less because then, you know, oh, he's hyping the fight again. It's just a jab and leg kick, which I might, which I might. Because <laughs> they work. So, yeah, um, it's been fun. And I look forward to doing this again. Real quickly before you go, why did you start the YouTube channel? For fun? My brother, David, I've been told for years to do it when I got in the UFC. So I'm shout out to my brother, David. He's the one that um, had like pretty much just spearheaded it, just made sure it happened. And I'm glad he did because within a year and now some more, we've just shot up. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited with what we're doing. And also, it just gives me another avenue to be able to express and also get the, the news from the horse's mouth. Because I got tired of these fucking gotcha journalists with the clickbait headlines and... Yeah, I do have, I, sorry, I got one more about that before no, you're we go. Right. Yeah, go so, on. So this is why the, the YouTube channel to me is kind of interesting, is that is when you present it to the world, it's your message. You, 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 your David edits the video. I'm sure you see it. You know, Stay Hydrated edits it. That's the guy. That's okay. The blog, and then Jeff films it as well. Okay, but it's yeah. yours, and it feels like if you don't have that control, that there is a strong capacity to be someone else to define the terms of how you look. You have you to control the narrative. You have to control the narrative. So, and I, you know, whenever a video comes out, David sends it for me for approval. I give it the okay. Boom. Within maybe the first 24 hours, I'll have a look at the comments and it's all positive. Yes. And it's all positive. I've noticed that, yeah. I'm just like, man, it's like people when they see me just being myself, they're like, oh my God, he's so, he's so this, he's so, oh, I want to kick it with him. But when someone else gets something from the presser and they ask a clickbait headline question, Ah, gotcha, boom. Blah, 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 blah. And then people, oh, he's this, he's that. And I'm just like, that's not even what I said. That's not how I meant it. That was, you didn't even hear the first part of the, the response. So, yeah, I'd rather people get it from the horse's mouth, get it from the source. The source. All right. Yeah. So, after the 276 uh, fight, you go to the media uh, event and you told them, I can, I can do, do your job. job. You can, yeah. What prompted that? Um, same thing, because I felt like I was being misquoted. Or oh, not misquoted, but like, um, also, I got some rumblings of some, because I stopped doing like interviews with a lot of people, not because, because I felt like it's no need. I have my YouTube now. Why do I have to do this guy's show, this guy's show, and this guy's show, and this girl's show, and this person's show? I'm like, all I'm doing is giving you free money because I know how YouTube works now. I literally know how it works. So I'm like, if I give you my time, you get ad revenue and you also get money off that. It's like, well, you don't give me none of that. It's like, why am I giving you this? And also then you clickbait, you know, uh, headline me and then misquote me and then get that clip put on your Instagram. And I'm just like, 
nah, I'm good. So now I pick and choose who I want to give time to because I appreciate them like yourself. Thank you. So I want to, yeah. And then people took that personally. And I was hearing, it always gets back to me because I'm me. People were trying, oh, guess what this person said about you? You know what I mean? So it always gets back to me. So I heard and I was like, nah, fuck these guys. So I just have to remind them like, and I can. It's like, trust me, I could, you know, no disrespect to any journalists out there, but I could do what you do, but they could never do what I do. And then something, oh, I can hit it back so I can do what you do. Cool, get in the UFC. Go have one fight and talk to me. You know, I respect people like you who actually enjoy the game and respect the athletes, you know, rather than trying to get headlines. Everyone wants to be first. No one wants I don't to do a ton of interviews. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I appreciate that. You, you and your guy, you know, you, you do good work on, on, on the Combat Corner. Yeah, Morning Combat. Morning Combat. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Combat Corner is different. Yeah, yeah. Morning Combat, yes. Yeah. yeah, we try. Well, champ, I got to tell you, I don't know what else to ask you at this point, but, uh, well, there's a bunch of off-the-record ones yeah. I can ask you. We can talk later. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I will tell you this. I am eagerly excited for Saturday. Same. And um, it's a big one for you, man. Oh, last thing. Mm-hmm. Promise. Last question. Easy. In all your title defenses, mm-hmm. where does this all, one? What does this one rank? All six of them. Um, this will be the best one yet. This will be when I get it done. This will be the most satisfying and be- So far, the uh, it's between the Robin and the, and the Costa one. Costa one was big. Yeah, that was big. You humped him. That was flawless. You humped yeah, him. That's that was that, that was a lot, by the way. That was a lot. Two tap, two tap. <laughs> but um, this will be the best one yet. But again patiently waiting buy my time and i can't wait to get work done so i can have the last laugh i will leave it at that champ thank you for your time bless you my man can't wait to see you on saturday likewise israel adesonia